Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wurundjeri Land, Kulin Land, whose sovereignty was never ceded. We acknowledge Elders past, present and into the future. In today's program, we will hear performances from spoken word artists set to the music of Helen Mountford, Bonnie Mercer, Alara and the Letter String Quartet. The show will unfold in a continuous stream, so I'll introduce the poets here in order of performance. If you like what you hear this morning, please do return to the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. Our show begins with Charlotte Sereno, followed by Eleanor Jackson, St. George, Ivana Dash, Alice Knight, Trixie Rosa and Marita Dyson. Please enjoy. She asked me, why my colours don't shine as brightly as hers. Hers arched over valleys, cascaded across cities, mine speckled in fragments under UV lights in dimly lit bars. I told her that no two people could stand in the exact same spot and see the exact same spectrum of colour at any given time. You can never see all the colours and mine just don't shine so brightly. Between these yellows and caramels, I guess you'll only see pastels. But I wear a blue that fades to black. I wear a red that bleeds of sadness left behind in the wreckage of conquerors and colonizers, a vintage shade of blue. Passed down for my mother and her mother and her mother. The blue of languages lost and left unspoken, the red of a heart that yearns for a home that has rendered me homeless. She parades her colors. We store owls away like secrets swept under rugs, skeletons in closets so it's no secret that you'd find me living in Narnia. When I wore that technicolor coat, they saw that as biblical, not quite political, the lines of my bisexuality broken in their reality. They saw this as an ode to Joseph. My mother wears Polaroid sunglasses. She cannot see my queer. Call it a moon room. Call it specks of pastels under UV lights laced with my mother's yellow and my father's caramel. Call it our shades of blue arched into a frown. Call it what comes after rain. Call it what's arched behind fur coats and A-line skirts. Call it colours in closets.
the best way to like Australia is to forget. Start with the place you came from. This will save you from ever having to go back. Gradually, you will disremember if it was durian or kimchi. Cardamom and clove will reduce to palatable bay fusion. Eucalyptus will remove the residue of the price sticker, telling you how much it costs. Of course, this is the way you pronounce your name now. Chocolate meat contains chocolate, doesn't it? It is also helpful to forget where they came from. Content yourself to know that their great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother could not have been a prostitute before she arrived on that muck-trodden mayflower. Black out what must have come next. This will be easiest, for no one here will turn on that light if they can help it. Work hard, and with the right attitude, you can learn to appreciate dot paintings in a fine-looking gallery, hung where once there was a forgettable war. And if you truly want to love Australia, you can leave it. It's been 30 years since the Royal Commission released its final report into Aboriginal deaths in custody. Things have actually got worse and there is still no justice. Come along to the National Day of Action. Stop Aboriginal deaths in custody. Black Lives Matter, Saturday the 10th of April, 1pm on the steps of Parliament House, Melbourne. Join us in the streets to demand justice and self-determination. See you there.
with these ancient lands Descending bloodlines for centuries Mussels, fish, birds, berries, yams Our people used to feast Cooking in old ovens under great trees Who've watched our life cycles Custodial in style on the Dungala riverbank Crystal clear, clean, free from carp that muddy bastard he was never invited surveyors marking acres and acres missionaries and jesus with religious takeover crown sort of saying this land is free for the taking so take it but first he needs his irrigation systems and the mass scare of the blacks here Assimilation schemes devised to divide and dismantle our songline while our forefathers died on frontier lines. We are survivors, thanks to our ancestors, reviving our songlines with fingers in the dirt. within an archive of a thousand last kings and natives true trepidation all the while i wear my soul on my sleeve peace when they wonder about my color tell them listen with your ears it's under my skin and listen with your hearts i'm not here on a whim it's flowing through my arteries from my crown to my feet in connection with country seeing faces in the leaves of the trees from the scars on my soul to the hope on repeat from my toes in the mud to the tears my eyes weep we are survivors thanks to our ancestors reviving our song lines with fingers in
You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976. Our spell is broken, it shattered like a glass bowl. We scrambled for the pieces and we tried to make it whole. We refused to see the spell for what it truly was, the illusion of peace, a padded cell of cotton gauze. We're clumsy, broken fools who can't even fix ourselves. We ignore our damaged landscapes and we blame it on the spell. We lack the necessary language to articulate our rage, so we pilfer rotting carcasses of misdirected hate. The words we spill like blood come from intravenous feeds we willingly ingest through headlines scrolling on our screens. We think we own our voices, yet we speak with swindled throats. But there's a thief out there who's moulding a prosthetic form of hope. The shard thief steals fragmented parts of misplaced hopes and broken hearts. She wants to plant them just like seeds that will grow into newborn dreams. She sucks on bleeding fingertips, the shards they cut her deep. She dreams of sprouts and endless droughts, survives on broken sleep. The shards still glow a little in her lacerated hand and their warmth gives her a feeling that she tries to understand. She plants a shard in a beggar's heart, smuggles herself on a trader's cart, through winsome lands and lonesome plains, prays her work is not in vain. She hums a tune beneath her breath and keeps her shards close to her chest. She keeps her thoughts close to the bones of the ones who died in bomblitz homes. Her swag is stained with oil and blood. Her hair is matted with rain and mud. She's running from the man who lies. He has black wooden pegs for eyes. His name is fear. His name is hate. He peddles a language that procreates and breeds divides between all sides. He subsidizes genocide. He catalogues the world with his horde of metal spies, probing data in a tower that was built from hope's demise. He's hunting her relentlessly, trawling land and sea and air. Our brave shard thief evades his gaze, but he's got eyes everywhere. So the shard thief runs, the shard thief flees. The shard thief cries when the shard thief sees the destruction left by the peg-eyed man. And still she tries to understand why no one could agree on how best to make repairs. We argued, blamed, yelled spiteful names and gave into despair. We purchased false solutions that others paid for with their blood. 
We bought the myths our newsfeed dripped onto our passive shrugs. She wants to yell, you break a spell and wonder why it's unleashed hell. Darlings, it became a curse, cause empty hearts create a hearse. But she keeps on running, all hells broke loose. The world's tied up with a slackened noose that'll soon be tugged and then we're gone. And she knows we don't have very long. She gathers up her swag and stumbles as she flees. She feels the bruises blooming as she rises from her knees. And she comes face to face with someone just like you and me. And she sees they are a person, not an abstract entity. They look just as scared as she now feels. And she realizes that they too can steal. There's a glowing shard in their right hand. And she finally starts to understand. She is not alone. It's a brief moment, the very briefest of spells. They run off into the night without so much as a farewell. But it firelights her heart so that she can carry on, casting spells from scattered pieces of dreams near dead and gone. So the shard thief runs, the shard thief flees, the shard thief finds a shard of glee. The peg-eyed man has the upper hand, but her shards still sprout in his wasteland. Hi, this is Vicar Bull and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM. I share this with you as I'm dying. I was to be dead before I was born. So are you and were you? It's the nature of things, the nature of nature, the nature of all breathing. Suffocating unwaveringly, winding hopefully, but always truly unwinding. A perpetual march toward becoming unbeing. Ticking with a predestined talk, we are willful, hopeful, wanting, straining, stretching toward the next notch. On the doorframe, on the bedpost, on to the next something. So mired in the minutiae of doing. Avoiding notions of impermanence, of the eventual supernova that is in and of all things.
He who I stand with. A man who can admit when he's wrong. A man who worships God in the birds. A man who holds children with love's wings. A man who is willing to evolve with each passing moon. A man who can confess his past ills and face the repercussions. A man who notices when a woman is being interrupted. A man who is father or friend to those who suffer. A man who will surrender to the guidance of a woman. A man who is trained in the art of guiding others. A man who wakes with the dawn some days and dreams lazy others. A man who refuses to replicate his father's aggression. A man who forgives his father for the broken days. A man who holds his body to the light. A man who attends his shrinking mother makes her smile. A man who sees it as his obligation to bring health to other men. A man who sits quiet on mountains and tells no one of it. A man who lets his chest and groin be infused with waves and the wind. A man who gathers the peace fragments in wartime. A man who takes it unto himself to learn the words of warlords. A man who lets himself be had by poetry. A man who kisses the blood of his lover's moon. A man who adds his tears to the healing of a species. A man who can create the feeling of celebration even in a storm. A man who lets both his deep and tender voice sing. I stand with him. My first kiss was framed by rusty corrugated iron walls and wonky wooden fences. It was sung by the earth-shattering sounds of passing cement tankers, the crown of my head melting under that mean as summer sun. It was carved out of dried mud uneven ground beneath my feet, our lips not yet aware they would meet, yet we had buzzed, bumblebee clumsy, all summer. She all hips wide and eyes wise. Her words danced on the tip of my tongue. Her skin was honeycomb and I always was a sweet tooth. She said, Trixie, ow, ain't you ever kissed a wahine before? We taste sweeter than those tane, eh girl, that's for sure. First, open your mouth wide, like you're trying to fit a paddle pop inside. And she was smart like that too studied hard out in English class. She knew all about them similes. She said, 
Just imagine we're swimming in the sea. As you dive under my wave, move smooth with grace. It goes my tongue, then your tongue, then my tongue, then your tongue. All the while our lips are lapping at each other's shores. But watch the teeth though, girl. They're like pippy shells. Sweet as when you're trying to find them for a feed, but far they're sharp when they catch you. I ran my tongue along my teeth, imagining they were pippies. Strangely, I could already taste the salt of her sea inside me as she said, ready, one, two, three. I felt her waves lapping around me. Her tongue, then my tongue. I could hardly even breathe. Her tongue, then my tongue. I was drowning in her seas. Her tongue, then my tongue. I thought I was gonna die. Her tongue, then my tongue. All stuck inside her salty honeycomb smile. Her tongue, her tongue, then my tongue. When the wave passed and we came up for air, I asked, so what do you even call this thing here? Her hands dropped down from the nape of my neck and she said, girl, don't be an egg. Wahine or tane, this sweetness will always just be 